Dealing with online internet hate, it is never easy. Believe me, after dealing with my fair share of tens of thousands of haters over the last eight years, I'm going to talk about my experiences with it, how I've kind of developed a system that buffers myself from it, and how you can approach your own online hate and why, please, why you should not let it stop you from putting yourself out there online and changing your life and becoming financially free. Let's do it. Hey guys, and welcome to the Freelance Fairy Tales podcast. I'm Alex Fasulo, your host, six-figure freelance writer, serial entrepreneur, Fiverr Pro seller, and digital nomad. You've come to the right place if you want to know more about working for yourself online as a freelancer today. I've been freelancing for over six years, and I want to share what I've learned with you. All right, it's time to get real with a more serious topic in today's podcast episode. You guys know I have a lot to say about this topic. I am certainly vocal about it on my social media, and I try and be very transparent about it to show what the good and the bad of my life looks like. I never want it to just seem like it's a bunch of rainbows and me traveling to cool spots. (laughs) There's definitely a dark side to all of it. So I thought in this episode I would be transparent to the best of my ability with online hate, my experiences with it, and my advice to you if you are dealing with it or if you are scared that you might have to deal with it soon. I have definitely found myself on the receiving end of, to be honest, way more hate than I ever thought I would get making videos about freelancing online. I didn't think talking about Fiverr would make so many thousands of people so angry, which was obviously naive of me to not realize that, because now I'll go on TikTok, I'll see people post about a casserole they make for their family's Easter, and I'll just see them get absolutely murdered in the comment section of it. So I do recognize that the hate kind of comes for anything and anyone. It can be random, to be honest. I was certainly not equipped to handle the global backlash that I got from my first CNBC exposure back in June 2018, but I had to learn and fast when it came to online hate. I do believe I have a lot of insight to share on this topic with you guys, with anyone who's listening. If you're dealing with your own online hate, I, I do think hopefully this episode is going to help. I also believe talking about it more openly can maybe, just maybe, intimidate the online bullies into some kind of silence. Nah, probably just wishful thinking, and I don't even want to call these people bullies. I don't even want to give these people attention, to be honest, because that is what they're looking for, and that is what they thrive off of, but I do think it needs to be talked about, because I I do feel the online hate in general is getting worse than it ever has been. I think as our world gets increasingly digital, people are becoming more and more comfortable sitting on their phones all day as their main method of communication, and I think it is really empowering some individuals, especially we'll dive into this with the anonymity to get on there and just be straight up psychopaths. So I never want to name these people and give them the attention they're looking for, but I do believe it's important we talk about it. All right, so I always have to set the scene with some type of historical reference. I'm sure you guys know by now I'm a huge nerd, so there it is. So long as there is a way for human beings to anonymously leave their thoughts and opinions under posts online, they are going to take it. I don't believe we can change that part of human nature based on the history of human beings. We all have a lot to say. Many people are hyper-judgmental more than ever today. 
Many people are dealing with their own demons and can't handle other people doing well. And many people just want to watch the world burn. That is my conclusion after being a freelancer for seven years and dealing with some really, really out there clients. There are just some people out there who do want to watch the world burn. They, they're not interested in improving themselves or improving the planet. They just want to watch everyone burn. And I've just accepted that. When you give those people a keyboard, anonymity, which is the huge problem here, and no direct physical repercussions for their comments, they're gonna take it. Obviously, back in the day, these people wouldn't say these things for fear of being literally punched in the face. There is something to be said for physical repercussions with people and the crap that comes out of their mouths. People behave accordingly when they perceive some type of physical impact is imminent if they say the dumb shit they're gonna say. So with the internet comes a protection they are afforded that emboldens them to behave like assholes. There is no other word for it. Sorry, was a lot of swearing there, but really there is no other word for it. When I first started dealing with online hate, I immediately wanted to figure out how to fix it. I'm a fixer. I've learned to say that with my therapist. I like to fix things. I try and look for fixer-upper projects. This isn't always a great thing for me in my life, but it has proven to be quite helpful in the business world because anytime I run into an obstacle, instead of going, oh, I quit, or oh, that's it, I always go, how can I fix this? How can I make this still happen? So same thing happened with online hate. I was like, oh, how can I fix this? You know, how can I how can I help these people? You know, they're clearly hurting. And I thought to myself, you know, how can I make this go away? What can I do here? And today I have to admit, I've accepted that it's never going to go away. I am not Mother Teresa. And instead, I have to take steps to protect myself and my mental well-being from the comments that are left on my social media every single day. When that first CNBC article came out, I was 25 years old at the time, and I was actually in the middle of a road trip out in the desert in Arizona, because I'll never forget this. I'll never even forget where I was standing. And the article came out, and, you know, for the first few hours, I felt proud. That was the first press I had ever received, and that was the first acknowledgement I had ever received for the work that I was doing for the last three years, no days off, and I felt proud. And it was a feel-good article, and I was excited to show the world that I was working hard, what I was doing, you know, hopefully help some people, turn some people on to this that, you know, had no idea what you could be doing online. And don't get me wrong, you know, thousands upon thousands of people reached out to me, emailed me, thanked me, and I'll never forget that. But thousands of people also descended on my social media, calling me every name in the book. I'm not going to recite these. You know what, I think one of these days I should do a video where I read the hate comments people have left me to the camera because I really do feel like that's a great way to expose these people. And I also think it's like a cathartic way to heal via humor because it is funny like when people read those. Maybe, maybe I'll do that. But yeah, these people called me every name in the book. I've read it all. And if you guys follow me on social media, you've probably read some of the nasty comments too. It's kind of hard not to see them. Even if you Google me, on uh, my first page of Google results are people just destroying me basically online. So you've probably seen it. I know. And I will be honest, I wasn't prepared for hate from people around the world, right? Like sometimes you're like, okay, I can handle that the people in my town whisper or my ex or whatever. But then suddenly when it's people in like other continents writing to you, telling you to go die, you're like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> 
I didn't get it at the time either. I was like, what have I done wrong here? Why are people so mean? Why are they so angry? And I was so naive looking back on it. Simply being happy, content with your job will make people angry, right? Throw good money on top of it and forget it. And throw being a young woman on top of it and you're toast, basically. It was shocking. And in a way, it was still just as shocking in 2021 when CNBC did a 12-minute episode on me, a millennial money episode. And... I would say 10 times the hate poured in. Like, like to the point where I was afraid to be at my house alone for a week, and I went to stay with my mom and stepdad, who is a Marine. <laughs> there was so much direct threats being made that I was scared for my actual safety for a couple weeks. I know most of these people don't actually leave their keyboards, but you still hear about those horror stories sometimes. You know, I've been through some really intense hate moments, and I think that's something important to acknowledge in this episode, that heaping amounts of online hate are upsetting, no matter how badass you are. And one thing that drives me nuts is when I will occasionally take to my social media to vent about this, and everybody following me, and I know they mean well, you know, they'll, they'll write in and they'll say, oh, why are you giving the haters any credence? Why are you listening to them? Why are you even posting about this rise above, rise above? And I know they mean well when they say that, but I call that toxic positivity by telling me to just ignore my feelings and go on. And don't worry, I do that eventually. I, I move on quite quickly. I'm actually not a grudge holder. I move on from things pretty fast. But I think everyone deserves at least a day or two to process it and feel sad if they want. We can't just pretend that we aren't human beings who aren't hurt by hundreds of people telling us we suck. Toxic positivity absolutely robs a person of experiencing real emotions so that they can heal and they can make a new plan of action. It's actually the basis of most therapy is allowing people, justifying people to feel what they feel before they then proceed with that information on how they're going to react to it. So it, it is important to allow yourself a moment to feel upset or sad by it if that is what you want to feel. So this is my first piece of advice to you in this episode. It's okay to be upset by online hate for a period though, but then it is up to you to see the online hate for what it is. My next piece of advice is to understand where the hate is coming from and to really understand it. Actually, it has nothing to do with you. You merely draw out a feeling or emotion in the hater that makes them upset. Maybe they aren't happy with their job. Maybe they have no money. Maybe they just lost their job. Maybe something terrible happened, like their spouse passed away. Maybe they had abusive parents. Whatever it is, they are hurting deeply. It doesn't make it okay, though, for them to attack you. You reserve every right, again, to be upset or attack back if you want to. You're allowed to respond as a human. But they are attacking because something about you is making them reflect on themselves. We all know by ejecting that kind of nasty energy out of themselves, they are going to continue blocking anything good from happening to them. This is energy 101. But that's not your battle to fight. That is not your problem. Understand to your core that the hate really has nothing to do directly with you is comforting. It will make you feel less scared. I know this is hard. It took me years of, honestly, forms of meditation, prayer, and just plain maturity to understand this fully. And even though I do understand it fully today, it still, of course, hurts me at times, no matter how much I understand where it's coming from. But a huge part of dealing it is understanding the source of it. So I, I do believe it's very important that you understand where the hate is coming from so that you really don't take it 
hyper personally over time. It's, it's so important to protect yourself. This brings me to the most important part of dealing with online hate, creating a buffer between you and the hate. Human beings were never designed to handle reading the thoughts and opinions of thousands of people in one hour. Think about it. For all of history, we'd be around the same 10 to 20 people, probably until we died. Maybe for those who traveled or went off to war, maybe they met 50 people total. That was it. We'd only ever know about 50 people's true opinions of us. And when you increase that number to 5,000 or 50,000, or for a lot of, you know, huge celebrities out there, 5 million, 50 million... You know, your brain can't take it, and I absolutely think that's why so many celebs go evil or go nuts. I do believe a lot of them had good intentions in the beginning, but I don't know if your brain can handle 50 million people hating you. I don't care how enlightened you are. To be a human and empathetic is to connect, relate, and care about the people around us. You're not supposed to shut that down. That doesn't make you weak to care about the people in your life and to care about what they feel with you and to care about being better for them. You need that empathy. It's what truly makes you a human being. That's the basis of all the studies of all psychopaths and all of them is that they had no empathy. So I don't think it's ever a good or safe thing to try and like beat the empathy out of you. And I know that's what these haters are essentially trying to do, but it's so important you don't let them do that to you. And I believe that's why a buffer is essential. In order to protect that part of your spirit, you need to create space between you and this hate. And here are a few ways I go about doing this, or try to at least. First, only read and respond to comments on social media posts, maybe for one to two hours per day. Second, you could consider hiring someone to respond for you. I don't do this, as I do like to connect directly with you guys, and I, I get a lot of positive comments, and I do like to read the overall sentiment and be one with my following. But I suppose that could change if the hate ever got really, really bad on my stuff, or if my stuff ever blew up, like, big time, I probably would need help. You can have a strict no DM policy if you want. I know a lot of people who do this. They say, I don't read DMs. I only scan mine, to be honest, about once per month in an effort to protect myself from some of the really disturbing private messages people send me. I do have Brie go in and check my DMs for me more often just in case there's a business proposition of some kind hanging out in there. You can also build in windows of internet use altogether. Maybe you strictly get off your phone at 5 p.m. and you do not check it until the next day so you're living in the real world. You can also hire a virtual assistant to read your emails and scan for hate emails and delete them before you go in and check your inbox if you want. Bree does this for me. There are a lot of options available to you, and if you do plan to put yourself out there, I really do encourage that you have some type of plan in place. Use some of these suggestions to make sure that you are protected kind of from the get-go. The most important thing of all, though, in the conversation of online hate is to not let it stop you. Please do not avoid posting on social media, changing your life, growing your income, becoming financially free, retiring early because of a few people in their mom's basements with a Reddit account. For some reason, the most insufferable haters on the planet all flock to Reddit. The nastiness that goes down on Reddit, I don't even know how people can work for Reddit and, and see what that site has created in the world. I have, yeah, I have a personal vendetta against Reddit. I believe it brings out the absolute worst of humanity. The worst. Never go on Reddit and look up your name on there. That's all I'm saying. 
These people aren't going anywhere anytime soon, but your time is. Your time is invaluable and it is fleeting. Setting yourself up on social media, describing your side hustle journey can create new revenue streams. It can help you build a community. It can even bring other like-minded people to your doorstep. It can also elevate you beyond what you ever imagined. And I have had all of these things happen to me because I put myself out there. I avoided posting to social media for four years because of this very reason, and how silly was that? I really do look back on it and go, wow, I can't believe I let these people intimidate me for four years. I'll never let them intimidate me for more than a day again. And it didn't change the online hate I was so scared to receive, right? I just procrastinated it. It still came. It's an inevitability, but you can prepare yourself mentally and create systems that buffer you from it. My advice is always to be brave and don't let this BS stop you. The more people who step up into their divine purposes online, the better it will be for all of us. I fully believe this. Again, that doesn't mean you can't sit at your computer and call these losers every name in the book if you want to. If you feel angry, shout it out. Feel free to feel every ounce of your emotions when it happens. You don't need to be toxically positive every day. You are a human. You are allowed to experience the spectrum of human emotion. And don't forget, if someone takes the hate too far, like making slanderous statements or lies about you or your business, or my favorite, using your image, a photo of you that you own, and their social media photos for their own personal profit, you have legal recourse. Don't be afraid to use it. You don't have to just sit there and take it. As Google says after one very quick search on the topic, you can be sued for using someone else's name, likeness, or other personal attributes without permission for exploitative purposes. If someone takes a photo of you and inserts it into a thing like a YouTube thumbnail, there is a thing called copyright infringement as well as a slew of other legal problems when doing that. They are using your photo to personally profit themselves. They're using your likeness, maybe the controversy around you, maybe the clickbait of you to grow their own following, i.e. make money off of it. So you absolutely have legal recourse if somebody is bullying you in that way. Please don't be afraid to defend yourself. It's not okay for internet bullies to scare everyone into submission today. They thrive on that type of submission anytime they bully someone and they go away and they win as a bully, they're going to go on and do it to 10 more people. Collectively defending ourselves can maybe change the future of internet hate or at least I have to believe that. I do try to stand up legally when people blatantly cross a line with copyright infringement, slandering, whatever it is. I do try to pursue legal recourse because I believe it is my duty to stand up for everyone who is being attacked for trying to make something of themselves online and maybe scare some of these bullies into thinking that there might actually be consequences for their abhorrent behavior. So that's my battle over here, but please don't be afraid ever to defend yourself. There's nothing wrong with defending yourself. We, unfortunately, as a generation, I notice we've grown up, you know, through a lot of crap, recessions, terror attacks, everything. And I've noticed we're a pretty submissive generation. A lot of my fellow millennials I see just take it and are afraid to step up to bullies and say things to them. And I, I understand why. But you have to know that when you do stand up to a bully, it might stop them from bullying somebody else behind you. And I know it can be hard, but I do think more of us have to step up in a way to kind of quell this online hate or make them at least fear that there is some type of repercussion for the shit they're saying, basically. Bottom line, internet hate can hurt, but please, guys, please don't let it stop you. Please be brave. 
you will be so happy years from now that you persevered through the hate. When you're sitting there looking back on the life you've led and what you've accomplished, you're going to go, I'm so proud of myself that I stood up to that person or I'm so proud of myself that I took that risk, that I didn't let this stop me. And I promise you 20 years from now, if you do let it stop you, you're going to look back and go, wow, I can't believe I let that stop me. Like, how dumb was that? I, I really promise you. As always, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. As I have probably said in about four episodes now, I could probably write a book on internet hate pretty quickly, honestly. I've had a lot of people and podcast hosts tell me that they see more hate on my stuff than anyone else they know online. Uh, believe me, I get it if you're dealing with internet hate. Nobody else gets it more than me. I still wonder to this day why posting about freelancing is so controversial, but I guess it doesn't matter, right? Use the hate to motivate yourself into making even more content to make the haters cry. I really believe that is the healthiest kind of attitude to have all of this. I think it was Kim Kardashian that had a really great quote about this. What I think she said, I love my supporters and my haters. The people in the middle who are indifferent to me, they'll never buy my products or consume any of my content, so I don't care about them. She's like, but no Nobody buys more of my products than my haters do because they're really just secret fans. And I, I really love that quote because I think it's so true. Not to mention all the hate comments do boost posts and algorithms. So by haters hating, they are actually growing you and your brand and your products. And, you know, if you can try and see it from that point of view, I think that's a really healthy way to go about all of this and just kind of chuckle if you can. With that, Guys, I know I know it'd be tough out here. Please know, you know, internet hate is nothing to take lightly. And of course, if you're ever feeling really overwhelmed or darkly depressed by it or something, please, you know, consider seeing a therapist that specializes in helping people with internet hate. Please don't just deal with it all by yourself. Internet cyberbullying is a very real problem that is affecting a lot of teens in our country today. It can make a lot of people feel very alone and, and a lot of dark thoughts. So if you're if you're undergoing cyberbullying, please don't be quiet about it. Please seek out help. Let someone know it is not okay. Like that's the bottom line, right? Like none of this is okay. So with that, guys, please be brave. I'm rooting for you. I promise you, being brave, standing up to these people is going to feel more fulfilling than 10 years at some job that you hate. I really, I really do promise you that. With that, I will be back soon. Hope you guys are out there crushing your dreams, launching your freelancing profile, starting your side hustles, or even just considering leaving a nine to five that is sucking the life out of your body, whatever it is. I'm rooting for you guys, and I will be back soon.